Hi, everyone. Welcome to a podcast. I'm Ellen. And I'm Lindsay. And we are sitting here today. Our guest is... Ladybug. The very lovely Ladybug. Ladybug. Ladybug, do you feel like coming and sitting with us so we can introduce you? Come here. It's the moment. Come it's here. the moment. There she, she is. is. Okay. She's new to this whole sofa thing. <laughs> oh. Okay. So Ladybug was found as a stray and Ellen's going to tell her story. Yeah. So sometimes we open up our DMs in the morning and often... 100 times a day. 100 times a day, there are pleas from people who are either needing to surrender their dog, they want us to help shelter dogs, or they've found a dog. And can we please help? And we do help where we can. This time in particular, with Ladybug, our friend Kayla, and I call her our friend, although we've never met in person. We've only, I've only DM'd with her a few times over the years. She had reached out and she said, listen, anything you guys can do to help us, we would so appreciate. And I said, well, let's start by posting her, seeing if maybe she's someone's dog because at that point i think ladybug had been with the foster who found her for a little while and they had done all the things they had checked for a microchip there's no microchip they had put her up on all of the local sites including their next door also pet finder she had been up there for weeks nobody had come to claim her and also they had reached out to the local shelter and nobody was looking for this dog. And unfortunately, we come across that a lot. Mm -hmm. The dog goes missing and the people just, you know, the dog is gone to them. So. Well, and it's debatable if the dog went missing at right. all. She could, have been a she could have been dumped. Shelters are definitely really overcrowded right now. And they're not even able to take dogs sometimes when right. people are trying to surrender them. So... We don't know. We don't, we don't know, know how she ended up there. The bottom line is a wonderful guy took her in. He had seen her a few times in the neighborhood and he ended up taking her in. And he has done so right by her ever since then. And as it turns out, you and I realized that because this dog was coming to us with a foster, we yes, could the golden foster the golden foster the golden ticket we could then provide the veterinary care that she needs the spay neuter that she needs and of course posting her on all of our sites as well which includes our website and our instagram and our pet finder and am i missing anything no yes <laughs> no. <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of outlets but i think Important to note that when someone reaches out and finds a dog, first, there are a series of steps that you should go through that are both in the best interest of the dog and legal requirements, and we're going to go over those. But we also, in addition to looking for someone who may have lost this dog, we're also looking to find her a forever home in the event that there is nobody looking for her. At this time, Kim, that seems fairly clear that there's nobody looking for her. So... Ladybug is available for adoption. Yes. And this is her 
a podcast debut. And we're really excited. We hope that we hope that, hey, by the time this even airs, she's in her forever home. But if not, we want to show her to the world and find her a home. So let's talk about some of the important things you mentioned in her finding story, because I feel like it's really applicable to people who find a dog. We are in L.A. in areas you do tend to see dogs running around. Yeah. What is the first step if you see a stray dog? You need to assess the situation. Put that dog on a leash. And the next step would be seeing if he or she has a microchip. Right. So I think that's a really important thing to note. We know a lot about microchips and the role that they play because we are a rescue. But I think that the average person who maybe doesn't own an animal doesn't know about a microchip, but they are about the size of a grain of rice. They're implanted when the dog gets it. It's typically implanted like right between their shoulder blades, but it can move over time and move around the muscles of the body. So when you find a dog, you take them to a vet or shelter to have them scanned for a microchip. That microchip comes up with a number a microchip number, and then you're able to call the microchip company and see if that microchip is linked to someone's name and address. It is not something that you can feel for. It's not something that you can say, oh, I just found a dog, they don't have a microchip. You have to take the dog to be scanned for a microchip. Something that we notice a lot, especially in our DMs, because if someone finds a dog, they reach out to us right away with the best intentions. They want the dog to have a forever home, but there are a lot of scenarios that don't allow, like the dog is not looking for a new home. Let's just say that. Let's say the dog has a home and you found this dog and the first step is to try to reunite that dog with their owner. Yes, and something to note too, if the dog does have a microchip, by law, the vet or the shelter, if there is a number associated with that microchip, they're supposed to call that number. Yes. Yes. And the person, the rightful owner does have a certain amount of time that is legally required for them to come forward. Right. So the first step when you find a dog is not like we have to find this dog a new home. The first step is let's try and find out where this dog came from. And if there is someone who loves them and is looking for them. Right. And that is a good point because sometimes like even accidents happen. Mm -hmm. A gardener could have left a gate open. Mm -hmm. Housekeeper could have left a door open. The dog goes running. Even if it looks like, you know, when Ladybug came to her foster, she was emaciated. She had definitely been on the run for a long time. She was looking rough. But in her case, doesn't seem like anybody was looking for her. But often, you know, these dogs go on the run and they've been out there for a while. And there is a family who's like praying to get their dogs back. So it is the right thing to do to check for that microchip and to call the number. Mm -hmm. And if at the point where there is no response, that's the situation where we can then make something happen for the dog. Totally. So we've scanned for a microchip and there is no microchip. What would you say next step is? So our protocol is the same as LA City Shelters protocol. We hold the dog in a foster for 30 days and we post them everywhere we can mm-hmm. as a lost dog. To s- Let's talk about where you post them though because I feel like some people don't know that some of these websites exist. So your local next door, where the dog was found? That would be the first, pl- the first place I would do would be the local next door. Put them up there, 
get good pictures and they have video now. When we have found dogs, when people have brought us lost dogs and you never know, they've been on there. Totally. And these people are so just thrilled to get their dogs back. Right. And Paw Boost, I think, is a website that not a lot of people outside of the dog world know about. Yeah. But Paw Boost is if someone has lost a dog, they can post the lost dog flyer, where the dog was lost, a description of the dog. And if you found a dog, you can post a found dog flyer. And if you posted that you lost a dog and someone posts that they found a dog that matches the description, it notifies you. It also posts it on their Facebook group and the local lost dog forums in the area. So Paw Boost is a really good website to have in your head or back pocket. You post it. Yes, and you also just said Facebook. That should also be. Facebook, Facebook yes, for everything. Yeah. Brings people together. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, these first steps are really focused on reuniting a dog with an owner if there is one. And so important, like you said, is that we follow the protocol of the city. If the dog is lost, we do spend 30 days looking for that dog's owner. So I think that's really important to note, especially for people who reach out to us because they found a dog, that when we say we don't have the resources to help, it could very well be because we don't have someone who can hold on to that dog for right. 30 days while we look for the owner. So if that's something that you're able to do, that is a hugely helpful resource for the rescue. Like I found this dog, I will hold the dog for the stray hold period. And then if the dog has no owner and is available for adoption, would you as a rescue take over? Yes, that is foster gold. And Miss Ladybug was fortunate enough to uh, strike it. Strike it. So then, after that, let's say the 30 days are up and we are really starting to just put her out there on our social media, all of that. By that point, we feel pretty blessed because whoever has been able to keep her for that long has gotten to know her. Yes. We know her likes, her dislikes, her temperament, her behavior. Any medical by then, we've probably already handled like mm -hmm. this little girl who has definitely been bred and bred. It looks like a couple of times. Mm -hmm. um, and she's young. And she's a year old. <laughs> yeah. She was just spayed and she's... I think two weeks out from that now. And then also she's had her, her vaccines now, um, her flea and tick treatment. So she's like ready to go. Yeah. She's moving ready. Yeah, she <laughs> is. She, yeah. yeah. She could be your new dog. Yeah. And Ladybug in particular, she has had the experience now of living in a neighborhood where everybody got involved. The entire community right there, they go over and they hang out with her. They take her for walks. It's not just that foster. It's been that entire street. So she has been so blessed that way. But that has also given us the gift of additional videos and content. And Kayla called yesterday and she's like, okay, I have some things to tell you. I don't know that she's ever been on a leash before. She kind of right. pulls on her leash, but right. it's like in a very excited, happy way. She's not scared or anything, but she's maybe just never been on a leash. Before. Yeah. Yeah. So that is great because that gives us a lot of insight to then kind of put out there to find her the best match. Yeah, totally. 
So we have a dog, we've scanned for the chip. There is no chip. We've posted on Pawboost, Nextdoor, Facebook. We've told our local shelters that we found this dog. So if someone comes looking for the dog, they know how to reach us. The 30 days is up. There is no owner. You've reached out to Deity Animal Rescue and we say, yes, we have the resources to help. Let's find Ladybug a home. So as you said, we struck foster gold and they were able to hang on to her for the 30 days straight hold. And now we're continuing to foster her until we find her her forever home. What now does that look like for a dog who was astray? It's actually the first thing that I asked Ladybug's foster is, did she warm up easily to being in a house? Like you don't know A, how long this dog has been homeless or without an owner or if they ever were in a house before. And I think that there should be a certain amount of grace given to these animals to really figure it out. Like the trauma around what has just happened to them has been so significant. Is there anything you've noticed about bringing a stray dog into your house? Well, I think you just nailed it. They need a little bit of an opportunity to figure it out. And dogs are inherently good animals. They want to please. And if you give them the opportunity, they want to make it happen. So like Ladybug, she may need a little bit of leash training, but she's a great dog who loves meeting people and she's been non-reactive to dogs that she's met on her and walk cats. and, and cats. cats yeah she has two cats in the house that she's staying in although they're not hanging out together on a daily basis she's been they're non-reactive yeah, yeah they're coexisting so basically they need the gift of time whenever they're entering into a new home type of situation and we're here to talk any adopters through that as well as to what to expect and the timing. I mean, it could be a couple of months before she's like fully yes. feeling confident and that she's in a stable new home and she's aware of that now and she's ready to blossom into exactly who she is. So I think that if you are bringing a dog, any dog, but especially a dog where maybe she lived on the street, maybe she had some training, you never know. They just need a little bit of time time and also i do want to add if you guys follow us on the deity animal rescue page or if you follow a podcast or any rescue that you follow that is posting dogs if you want to help all you got to do is share that dog get her face out there because maybe somebody who watches your stories or watches your page is going to see this face fall in love and you've just helped to get this beautiful girl adopted. So there are definitely things that you can do on your level, just as an animal lover who wants to help, just share a post. Share a post. Yeah, well, I mean, and in the time frame where she was in her stray hold period, you don't know when you're gonna share that post and a cousin of a friend recognizes that dog and we've been able to use the power of social media to connect her with her with her owners who lost her. So yeah, I think sharing the post is really, really important. Yeah. So what else has been going on in the Lindsay Birdgastle deity animal rescue world? Let's see. Last week, we rescued a dog named Winston. Yes. Who had been attacked by, the vet thinks it was a raccoon. Wildlife of some sort based on the claws. Injuries. Yeah. 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 Injuries to his head. Yes. That required shaving his whole head 
And they shaved the top of his head like a grandpa. Yeah. He has a cul-de-sac haircut. It's so, so <laughs> sweet. And then they put drains in it. Oh, Winston had drains? Yes. Oh what a blessing that I didn't see that. And he was pretty much a mess for a little while. Yeah. Beautiful boy. Little terrier guy, yeah. would you say? Yeah. yeah. He was back in the medical building of the shelters, unseen from the public eye as he was recovering from his wounds. Yeah, um, which is fair. I mean, he did have drains and his coat was so crusty. It looked like he had hair gel made of blood. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yeah. Our friend Rita reached out to us and she's like, any chance you guys could help this baby? He needs to get out of here. Fortunately, we took one look at his face. Oh, he has such a good face. Yeah. And so did our foster cat. And she said, I can help him. Yeah. And he had been in an adoption trial, which ultimately wasn't a match for the resident dog. But we did get to learn a lot about him. And I think one of the coolest things about Winston that we got to see is when he went to his adoption trial, he was still very early in his recovery stages. And this is now two weeks later and his hair has started to grow, grow back. He's clean. He's so much more comfortable in his skin. And it just really speaks to the time. And I know that a dog in the shelter covered in crusty blood with drains <laughs> coming out of his head is not necessarily the one you see and you're like, he will make a great addition to my family. <laughs> but a mere 14 days later, this dog would truly be a blessing to anyone who got him. So when he came to us, he was very still down and out and demure in his temperament. What is he doing now that's different than that? Well, he is extremely affectionate, which, you know, it, it always surprises me when dogs who have clearly had a recent trauma are so affectionate and so trusting. Aww. He's oh, he's just he has like a, little boy energy. He he's really a does. Small boy, yeah. He really likes to like get in the area of your body that he just like fits in and cozy up, and he just wants to be your best pal, and he he deserves that. He does. Yeah. Hello. So now he's with our girl, Marigold, and our professor, Abe, and they are a trio for now. That is a cute trio. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, two other babies that I want to talk about, among others, but Rosie and Forrest. I would love to talk about Rosie and Forrest. Let's talk about Rosie and Forrest. Rosie and Forrest are, they hit me in the feels right now. And I think that this will be really good to talk about because Rosie and Forrest are wonderful, adoptable, happy, trained dogs. They are perhaps bigger than the average dog. Forrest, when he joined us, was 118 pounds. So I can see that that would be an overwhelming commitment to, to add a whole entire human body to your household. Right. But... I cannot believe that people are not seeing the magic of these dogs. What's your thought around that? Well, like you said, 118 pound, what is he? Anatolian, shepherdy, husky. He's a wolfhound, husky yeah. something. He's giant. He's big. 
He's a big guy. But he's one of those wise men that you just like, he's like a, he's like a boyfriend. Like you just want him around you all the time yeah. to cuddle and talk to and just be in your life. For somebody who has the space and the yard and likes big dogs, like this is the dog. I don't understand why perfect dogs are overlooked for so long. I realize it could be a process of matchmaking and finding their perfect forever home, but he's crate trained, he's potty trained, he's friendly with other dogs, he is six years old, so he's past his rambunctious puppy years, he's leash trained. Like what, is it just the size of this dog that's making it difficult? Honestly, to me, it's so weird that sometimes there's just no rhyme or reason why some of our dogs just get adopted right away. Like literally before we are even back from the shelter from pulling them, they're already have applications coming in. And then a perfect gentleman like Forrest we've yeah. had for a year and a half now. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Where are our big dog people at? Yeah, where are our big dog people at? I don't know. And he's so expressive. Like we've tried so hard content-wise to really show his heart and soul. And I feel like with him, he's an open book. So we've been able to do that. Right. But still, like where's that adopter? Yeah, which brings us to Rosie, who uh, Rosie and Forrest were rescued separately at separate times of our... Same shelter. Same shelter. Different times. Different times. And then they got introduced to each other at their board and train with canine committee. And they have become just the most perfect match together. They have. And we are not real quick to say bonded pair. And the thing that makes them bonded to me, look, I think they could both be wonderful additions to families together or separately. I don't think that they have to be adopted together, but we have seen something really cool happen with Forrest and Rosie when they're together. Yeah. So we've described Forrest. He's like this giant man, 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 man. boyfriend. Yes. And then we have Rosie, who's like the little sister, lanky German shepherd girl who had a lot of passion and not a great place to show her passion. Right. And what happened when Forrest and Rosie got together? So Rosie's initial landing spot, I think kind of yielded her a little bit of an insecure girl. Cut to now that she met Forrest and we watched this unfold between them. Like we were with her, she met him for the first time and it was like this magic happened. They just had this language that was all their own. And she took to him in a way where he's her barometer. Totally. It's like he did to her what we feel like he does to us. Like yeah. when he's in the room, we just feel good. It's a He's very balanced. He's I really guess. a balanced guy. He puts off a very balanced energy. And he diluted, I guess, Rosie in the coolest way. Yeah. She was insecure baby sister doing her thing and he was like girl girl come with me (laughs) yeah let me show you the light yeah which is why it would be great if they could stay together because she's a little bit more insecure when he's not around but when he is around she very much looks to him for her confidence totally and to know that everything's okay 
Yeah. And she watches him get love and then she knows that she can get love. And Rosie's a German shepherd. So that being said, once they choose their people and their family, they're in. Once they're in, they're in. Yeah. 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 So she definitely loves women more than she loves guys. Seems to be. Yeah. She's a soft, mushy, lovely, ears that look like a fairy, like beautiful girl. And you know, we're just hanging on to a prayer that we can do this for them and find them somewhere. It doesn't even have to be L.A. Based on the confinements of the space that we have in L.A. I mean, just to see now where Precious and Shadow are running in the snow. Are you kidding me? Watching a dog be able to live the way that they were intended to live is undescribable. Yeah. So... Just putting that out there, guys. If you have friends who are looking for a beautiful pair, we have them here in LA for you. And just reach out. Yeah. The other guy I wanted to talk about, do you know who I'm going to say? Give me a sec. Can I have one clue? Um, Is he big or small? He's big. Not as big as Forrest. I don't know who. Manny. Oh. <laughs> Manny's a sad scenario for me. I know. I know. Go ahead. Okay. So Manny, rescued two years ago? At the least. Yeah. This boy had come into the shelter, definitely a street dog. Been out there for a while. Wasn't looking so good. Had a lot of issues, a lot of skin issues, teeth issues, broken teeth. He's been eating rocks or whatever he could we rescued him and the softest sweetest guy so full of life lots of dermatologist appointments so many dermatologists so many dermatologist appointments he Mm. had been adopted and returned twice Uh, yes yeah and i'm just gonna say this Manny is one of those situations where he's a great dog, but he needs to be with somebody who's not going to walk him on a retractable leash. He is not a retractable leash dog. No. No. He needs the owner to be the pack leader, to have it in control. He doesn't want to feel like he needs to be in control. Right. That was the Manny when we got him. The Manny now, unfortunately, has been diagnosed with cancer. Yes. On top of his ongoing skin issues. Yes. And the two are working together in a really hellish way. For him. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, Manny has cancer. It's a cancer that initially we were able to remove, although they did get good margins. We knew it was coming back. It's back. It's already back. This dog is so full of life, like you said, and he loves a backyard and he loves like a little face scratch and he (sighs) doesn't feel like he's succumbing to this diagnosis yeah he's in the moment but he needs someone who is going to 
take care of this cancer and skin treatment for him while he continues to live his life. And we know it's a lot to ask. He needs every other day medicated baths. Yeah. He has his very special bed that he needs. He needs to be in his crate. He needs proper introductions. There are a lot of things that this dog needs. But what this dog wants to do is just chill, live. And not be around other dogs. He's not outwardly aggressive, but he just doesn't like other dogs. He, he gets just annoyed. Want to. He's a grumpy you know guy and he's earned his grumpiness. So, yeah. and like, if I had the choice, I can't say that I would necessarily want to like just like live with another person. Maybe I want to live by myself. We know that about you. Yeah. That doesn't make him a bad dog. Why is everyone like, oh, he doesn't get along with other dogs? Like, no. <laughs> My dog doesn't get along with other dogs. And perhaps it's because he learned it from his mother. Perhaps. Oh, the apple answer. doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, perhaps. But like, I wouldn't change him for the world. I love him. And I'm making his world something that he thrives in. And he makes my life better. Why does the dog have to be perfect if you're not perfect? Nobody's perfect. That's the question of the day. Yeah, nobody's perfect. I would never expect you or my dog to be perfect. For Six. Manny, though, my dream... Our dream is to find him a phosphorus yeah. at this point. The cancer basically is not treatable. So right. We can't go in there again. We can't keep doing surgery on a cancer that's just going to keep like mutating. And, right. and, it's well, just... and his skin quality is not strong enough to continue to have incisions. But yeah. we don't know how long he's going to have. Currently, he's with... Ali and Jamal, canine committee, he's at their house and he's got his spot in their house, but they have other dogs and this is their business. We would love to have him in a quiet home where he can live out the rest of his days. Yeah. He can snooze. He can be goofy. He can run around the yard. He He can can eat a sweet He can get a bath. Yeah. Yeah. So we have been seeking three very different but very important homes on this episode and if you're out there let us know yes because and this is why too this is a little insight into the nonprofit animal rescue world and right now we're specifically speaking deity we would honor our commitment to any dog that we brought in any and every dog that we bring into our rescue and part of that for rosie Forrest and Manny means they are living the life with Ali and Jamal, but we are paying for that life. It's not a cheap life. It's not a cheap life. We love you, Ali and Jamal. We would not have it any other way. You guys are awesome. But for every month that we are paying for them to stay there, that's one less dog that we can bring into. Yes. The rescue from a shelter who needs a quick exit. Yes. Bottom line. Yes. I mean, it is a math equation. It is. And things aren't looking like they add up (laughs) right now. Totally. Because these are wonderful dogs. And they deserve to be in loving homes. And so do so many other dogs that we can't help because we don't have the resources to do that. That is a sucky reality of our world because... It sucks to be confined by that. 
there's so much work that we need to do but we can't do it without that's why we say it takes a village because it does it really does yeah so we just wanted today to put that them this out there our state of being right now yeah introduce you to ladybug who's sitting with her foster she's choosing her foster over us which you know what i would not blame her she does. it's fine even though we have the treats what the she treats? ate all her treats actually oh, okay. so she no has no reason treats. for us and anyway yeah i mean um you can always find us on instagram at deity animal rescue our website is deityanimalrescue.org you can see all of our adoptable dogs there including manny rosie forest ladybug and everyone else we have who's winston. looking for a forever home winston and email us dtanimalrescue at gmail.com to get in touch. And we hope that we can help you find your, your forever bud. Thank you. Thanks.